Hello, boys and girls. My name is David Michael. And I am Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. How's it going, Michael? Good, sir. Let's uh, let's get some questions about last episode, some technical corrections, things like that out of the way, and then we'll jump okay. into the We week. haven't had that in a while. Yeah. So um, somebody might have referred to you as a little punk-ass kid because um, you kept saying sus in either the last episode or the episode before that. Yeah, my kids got me on that. My my <laughs> between my daughter and my son, they always you know what it was? It's the game uh what the fuck is that game with the little uh the uh, amongst uh, amongst us? Among us or something like that. Yeah. Among yeah. Us, amongst us, yeah. yeah, I remember it's it's that game everybody started saying the word sus and then my yes. you know, my daughter started saying it, my son started saying it, and now I started saying it. Right. Yeah. Punk ass kids, huh? Yeah. And then um that might be my words, but they based, that was the message yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. to get across. Somebody <laughs> hinted me. Yeah, that might have been, uh, it's my words, their, their message. Yeah. Um, the other thing was, uh, another message that came to me last week was that you talked about countries that don't speak English. And you listed off a bunch of countries. Yeah, when you were talking about our listenership. I think what you meant to say was probably, and this is your way to get out of it, so choose your words wisely. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to say people, countries who English wasn't their first language is what you meant to say, is my guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. So yeah. I'm so, going to feign uh, innocence on that one and say I, I just don't remember. I'm gonna, too old. You're going to pretend you don't speak English. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, habla, habla. <laughs> All right, so... Let's start with I got a I got an amazing story to tell. But first, let's start with how was Hawaii? How was your week in Hawaii? Um, Hawaii. I mean, has is Hawaii ever really bad? Have you been to Hawaii before? I did. I told you I went for the one night. I went for the one oh, night. Oh yeah, sign yeah, some yeah. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that that does it justice. I mean, so the high is like eighty two Fahrenheit. The low is like sixty eight. And that's like almost year round, right? Okay. So there's no bad weather other than like, you know, tropical storms and shit like that. Like you pretty much for the most part get great weather all year round. So the weather was absolutely perfect. Um, we had the hotel was literally across the street from the beach in Waikiki. So when I wasn't working, I was on the beach or around the beach. I had never spent any amount of time in the Waikiki area Holy shit, man. It's like a shopper's paradise. There, Every brand you can possibly think of had a store on the main drag right by the beach. Like it's, every brand. It's high-end stores too, right? Like yeah, it was Prada like Hermes. And, and like, I mean, like Prada, like you name it. Every freaking brand had a store there. So there was like, I mean, there was endless shopping for miles. And then, of course, there's the beach across the street, and there's bikinis everywhere. And I didn't look, honey. Don't worry. And it was just, it was really cool. I mean, I, we had such a great time. Other than, I didn't think about this before fucking going. All right, I wish I would have thought about this. I didn't reschedule any of my meetings because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm working. Like, I'll, I'll just take them from wherever I am, right? Yeah, except there's a three-hour time difference between Phoenix and Hawaii. So it was three hours earlier. So all my 8 o'clock meetings were at 5 a.m. 
So I, we're, like the wife and I are up at like 5 a.m. taking calls, and we're just like, oh, this is this is miserable. <laughs> so with all those shops there, should I wait for my gift to arrive, or do you want to tell me what you got me? <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. Um, the wife and I, I don't, this was my idea, so I have to take credit and punishment for it. I never know what to get my wife because we're like, like you, like we always just buy shit throughout the year. If I want something, I go get it. Right. So like, we're really hard to, to shop for. So for Valentine's day, I'm like, Hey honey, why don't we go buy each other a gift? Let's go shopping and you find something you like and I'll buy it and I'll find something that I like and you buy it. Right. So hold on, hold on. Is it something like you're going to try on like a suit and be like, this fits me good, right? Should I get this? And then she goes like pretending like, you know, she's at the end of the bar and she doesn't know you. And it's like, oh, let me send that guy a drink. Is it like that? No, like, no, all right. no, 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 no. So it, it was like, let's go shopping, right? But this was before I knew like all the high-end stores were there. So um, we have a common friend, GQ, who loves watches, Yes. right? And I love watches too, but I don't love twenty, thirty thousand dollar watches. I like, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollar watches, right? So one of my favorite watch brands is based out of Detroit. Um, it's a company called Shinola, and um, I love that they're like, you know, American made and like, you know, old school, like Detroit, like Ford, Chevy type. You know, it just like it, it brings back a lot of nostalgia. So I just I love the brand, and the style of watch that they make reminds me of those clocks that used to be in schools, like when you're waiting for the, the bell to ring so you can get out of class. Okay. Those round white clocks with the numbers that go around the outside. So a clock. All, yeah, basically. <laughs> you, well, I mean, you but like, just described the clock. <laughs> no, no, but not like, not like a fancy Rolex with Roman numerals or any of that other shit, right? It's just like super basic, reminds me, brings me back to school, right? Gotcha. The, old, the old days. So that's one of the things I love about their watches. So um, they only have like a handful of stores throughout the world, like maybe 10, 15 stores, all right? Um, 20 max. And one of them happens to be in Waikiki. So we're walking around downtown and I see it and I'm like, holy fucking shit, like we're going in there. So we walk in there, right? And we both found watches that we wanted. So we bought them for each other. And let me tell you, I'm not going to tell you how much we spent, but we spent a lot of money, more, <laughs> uh, like five times what we were thinking we were going to spend for Valentine's Jeez. Day. So we walked out of there with brand new watches, but uh, well, based not, on, didn't come without a cost. <laughs> based on you saying they normally cost five hundred to a thousand, and you bought two or three times, four times it. That's a, it's an <laughs> yeah, expensive it was, watch. It was, uh, yeah, we were, we were, we were very much loving each other for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so my Valentine, my Valentine's Day. Oh, do tell! I can't consisted wait to hear this. of get up, we get the kids ready, they go to school. I come downstairs to start working. I look at my computer. I'm like, oh, shit, it's the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I text my wife, and I'm like, hey, by the way, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. And she's like, oh, shit, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Because I love wife, that you both don't just give a shit. You're just yeah. like, eh, whatever. Well, my wife is relatively cheap. And for many years, when I used to get her flowers, even just like, hey, I'm on the train ride home. Let me get her flowers. And I'd give them to her. She'd be like, these are a waste of money. They're just going to die. So the flowers and Ouch. my spirit both died. <laughs> and so slowly but surely, I stopped getting flowers. And then in the beginning, she always used to say, oh, look, I, I, I can appreciate that you bring me flowers a couple times a year. Don't give it to me on, on Valentine's Day. It's a waste of money. Don't give it to me on Valentine's Day. So one year I did, maybe another. But then, again, you can only get told so many times that this is not for me before you stop doing it. So 
we don't exchange really gifts on Valentine's Day, but it just really shocked me how, and look, I think COVID plays into this because I wake up in some mornings and I'm like, what day of the week is it? Like, do I have to work today or is it Saturday? Like, I don't even <laughs> fucking know where I am, what day it is. So you, you add on to that, that Valentine's Day, we don't really celebrate either. I thought it was pretty funny. So like during the day at work, like you get on work calls, it's like, hey, how's it going? Happy Valentine's Day. What did you and your husband do? What did you and your wife do? So every time people ask, I'm like, oh, I totally forgot it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and then they look at me like I'm the asshole. I'm like, no, no, hold on. My wife didn't say anything either. I'm like, <laughs> it's not like she walked in with seven gifts and was like, happy Valentine's Day. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that was our Valentine's Day. Almost forgotten. All right, so I'm going to tell you about my week. I want to tell you about something hot off the presses. This happened last night when I was out with some friends. So a couple things. I I promised my friend I would not mention not only not his name, but not even the nickname, because that gives away too much information, and people can put <laughs> together the story. So, um, And I also need to say that it's not my cousin Yanni because the person lives relatively close to me and people who know might put a story together and be like, ah, it's his cousin Yanni. He lives, uh, you know, two minutes from him. It's not him. So you're building up this, this story better be fucking amazing. I, so here's, here's the thing. <laughs> All the great comedians always say, you don't say if you're a comedian, your story is funny or amazing. You're like, you let other people say it. I gotta be honest. I think this story is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so since the person is so close, I'm like, hey, why don't we, we drive together? I don't drink, so why not me drive, right? So grab my friend, we drive down, it's about 50 minutes away. We go to this restaurant in White Plains, meet up a couple other friends. Um, after dinner, we leave, we have a great dinner. You know, it's a steakhouse, eat a little bit of this, everything that, or we leave, start driving home, and my friend's like, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> I so, think I've heard this story before. <laughs> no, this, this happened with my cousin Yanni. This, this did happen version. with my cousin Yanni. We got to the um, service center. He went to the bathroom there, which I would never do. But so, but that, so if the ride is... So if the ride is, let's easy numbers. The ride's an hour from my house to where I was going. The service center is only 10 minutes away from me. So if we're leaving dinner, we still got a 45-minute drive just to get to where the service center is. And we're only 10 minutes into the drive. And for those who know 684, there's like fucking nothing on there. Every exit yeah. goes to nothing. It either goes to like the airport or goes to, oh, you're in the Mount Kisco area, now drive across town fucking four miles and you can get to the next place. So there is no place to stop. So my friend's like, I gotta take a shit. So I'm <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? So he's like, right, let's, let's try to make the service center. Let's see if we can make there. Get another maybe 10 minutes. I'm not gonna make it. They're like, I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> So I'm, um, I'm like, what did, what did he eat? Well, we ate everything, everything that was put out, we ate. So okay. whether it was something too fatty, too oily, too buttery, whatever it was, we ate a ton of stuff. Um, so we get to a point where I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just going to get off this exit. Like, I don't know what else to do. Get off. We drive right off the exit. There's like a corporate park, right? And there is. There is one other car in this corporate park, but it's a little bit down. But if somebody were to come out, they would see us in the corporate park because it, it's fucking random that there's another car. The lights are still on. 
We pull over, there's a dumpster. My friend's like, I'm gonna go behind the dumpster. I'm like, okay, goes behind the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> While behind the dumpster, I hear something to the effect of, hey, a garbage can, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the next thing is about two minutes pass, my friend walks back to the car, no shirt on, right? <laughs> so I'm like, what happened? And he's like, well, I leaned my ass over the garbage can that was back there and made it like a toilet and shit and then had nothing to wipe myself with. So I used my T-shirt. <laughs> so he obviously left his T-shirt there, gets in. The whole ride home is just shirtless. <laughs> Nothing's really said. It's not talked about it. And so we drive home. Oh, man. That's, that's an amazing story. Last night that happened. Oh, uh, you know what? I have nothing. I have nothing for that. I'm speechless. All right. Speaking of uh, <laughs> shit and, 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 and uh, corporate centers, uh, the wife tonight, we're, we're out to dinner, and she's like, oh, I have to go somewhere and pick up um, some kombucha that I ordered and I'm like fucking kombucha like I've never tasted kombucha but I've heard really bad stories about kombucha and in fact people online describe it as tasting like vinegar beer tea like yeah, that's it's, it's fermented stuff like yeah and it doesn't I, I mean it's fermented so it, it has a little bit of alcohol but not it's not like considered an alcoholic beverage so much so that they, they can sell it to kids Oh, like the, the 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 amount of alcohol is like just almost untraceable. It, like you can buy it at a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, they sell it all over the place, right? Um, so we go to this place, and it's like it's only like ten miles from the house, but it's in this industrial area where there's just lots of big like warehouses, and we go down this side street, and there's it's it's a Friday night, right? And there's nobody there. You and see the, anybody shitting behind dumpsters? No, but that's, it kind of made me think of this. And so we're driving back and it's, it's like, we have to make it, we're following the map and it's like, you know, make a right here. And it's not like a street, it's like a driveway. And then we go in between like these two warehouses and then we make a right behind the warehouses. And yeah, there's like a freaking big dumpster. And then, you know, it's like, you've arrived at your destination. And we're like, where the fuck is this place? Right? So we get out of the car and it smells like cedar. It smells like wood, like fresh wood. And then we go in between these two buildings and sure as shit, there's this fucking like door and it, it almost looks like you ever been to like a speakeasy, like in the city, yeah. like where they're like hidden, like nobody knows about it. They don't advertise, but yeah. everybody knows about it because they all talk about it. Yeah. Coffee shop in front, you push a door open and you go to a bar in the back. Yeah, that, kind of it, yep. that was kind of like what this was. And it was like a tasting room and they brew their own kombucha there. And um, I still haven't had kombucha <laughs> as of this conversation. She bought like a, a six pack of, you know, there, cause I, I guess a friend told her that it's like, you know, the best kombucha that, you know, it's called Arizona Kombucha Company, if anybody cares. I think you can order it online. Anyways, they have a tasting room. So we go in the tasting room and we're picking up the kombucha and they have like mead, which is like- Honey wine or something. Beer, like yeah, it's like made from honey wine, right? And then they have ciders and then they have a whole bunch of other shit. So I'm like, hold on, let's sit down. So we end up getting like a flight of all their shit. And there's a pretty interesting, you know, group of, of folks there with some piercings and tattoos and places that I don't think they belong. But 
it was it was kind of cool but we ended up having you know just like a, a flight of whatever the shit they had on on top and it was pretty good but the place was like cool enough to where i'm like yeah, like I, like if you came to town even though you don't drink i'd be like let's go check this place out because it's kind of cool it's literally like in fucking the middle of nowhere there's just like nothing there and it's like this little hole in the wall but it's like such a nice like surprise it's weird so do you think a place like that will survive in Phoenix, right? Because in New York, you have m literally millions of people going by. Do you think a place like that will survive? You do remember that Phoenix is one of the top 10 largest cities in the country, right? Yeah. You do remember that you used to say top five till I pointed out <laughs> to you it wasn't. <laughs> um, so I asked the guy, I'm like, I'm like, it smells like cedar. Like, is this place brand new? Like, you know, they had tables and shit that were made out of wood. So I'm like, this must be all brand new. He's like, no, no, we've been here six years. <laughs> So apparently the answer is yes, they will survive because they made it through the pandemic and they're still there. All right. So unfortunately, I think this whole episode, we're going to be bouncing all over the place. So you, you mentioned Phoenix. That reminded me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what I am searching or what I am looking at in both Facebook, on my phone and Instagram. Though I will say on Instagram, if a girl has big tits, I'll, I'll look at what the photo is. But on Facebook it suggests to me what looks to me like a, a tattooist pen, right? And you have tattoos, I have tattoos. It looks like a tattooist pen. And it's I don't called- think it's called a pen. It's called a gun. Okay, tattooist gun. This has nothing to do with it. So it's not derailing the conversation. <laughs> it just looked, it looked like a instrument that a tattoo artist would use. Would use. Like I'm using this instrument of my middle finger for you right now. Exactly. So it's called a phoenix though, right? Like- Phoenix, Arizona, rise like a phoenix. I don't know, but it's called a phoenix. So I'm like, what? What is this thing? So I I click on it. It turns out at getmyphoenix.com, it is an electrotherapy machine for your dick. What? Yeah. So it says that as you get older, you hold on. My, all my shit works. I want. I got to get that on the record. <laughs> If For I want to get art, I can get com. art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. hymns.com. No, get so um, so it's it's a electrotherapy pen in essence that you rub up and down your dick because it gets rid of <laughs> dick plaque like you have in your <laughs> arteries. I guess what? Yeah, and so, it makes you question for you be able how to did, get harder. How does it feel? I'll let you know when I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the mail. <laughs> I, I was so, and I'm like, the first thing that came to mind was, what did I fucking search or suggest or say out loud that this was in my stream? Oh, as a you're suggestion? in the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the algorithm. So that algorithm, and then the other one, which is even less likely for me because I don't really eat Mexican food a lot, but there's a thing called burrito pop. Have you heard of this? I have not, but it sounds you, absolutely disgusting. You have to no. It, it's not a. F it's it, the item is not a food. So I know the name makes it sound like an ice cream pop or something. You have to be a fucking moron or an idiot, and you are, or the R word, which we're not allowed to say, to use this item. It is basically a canister that you put your burrito in. So you can twist the bottom of it and it lifts the burrito up so it keeps the burrito together. Oh, like those uh, fucking push pops, the ice yes, cream? exactly. Oh. <laughs> and so I saw it there and I was like, 
this is so fucking stupid. Then I saw it on a commercial on my TV. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Burrito pop, if anybody's interested. All right. I live in Arizona, and like I know my burritos pretty well because Mexican food is the shit down here, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to be honest, that sounds fucking brilliant because I can't tell you how many times I've been eating a burrito and it blew out at the bottom of the fucking burrito, and you just you lose all the guts of the burrito because you, you didn't wrap it right. Maybe my algorithm's like, you know David, right? <laughs> <laughs> His birthday's in a couple months. Think about this. So I, I do know you and I went to one place where the burrito was, no lie, as big as a football. Yeah. When, when you was, were still in college. Oh. So that place was called La Tolteca. And, and, and it hasn't been around for 25 years, but that burrito was legendary. It was called the Super Burro, and the burrito was the size of a fucking NFL football. And it was like $7 and it was the best combination of foods you can possibly wrap in a tortilla. And ugh, I, I have dreams about that. I haven't had one of those in decades. Yeah. So speaking of things that make you shit and dicks, uh, have you played Loodle? I've played it twice. So I don't, I don't really play. What's the other one called? Wordle. I don't play Wordle much. Friend tried to introduce me to it. I don't really play Wordle much. Um, tried it once or twice, just thought it was okay. It wasn't enough to be like, oh my God, this game is fucking amazing. Um, oh, oh, and before I forget, because uh, um, Wordle is one of them, uh, this, this episode is dedicated to Mighty Eagle. She's, she mentioned a lot of items that I have on my list this week, whether it was through um, her questioning certain items or asking questions or follow-up. Uh, so we'll dedicate this episode to her. So no, I, I've, I've played it twice. And look, I think I'm a relatively dirty person. Some of these words, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that is. You're a filthy person. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I, a buddy of mine on Facebook sent me it. Actually, you sent it to me later on in the day. But earlier in the day, my buddy had said, hey, you, like, you got to try this, right? So Because we were all hooked on Wordle. And Loodle is, it's, it's Wordle, but all the words have to be, like, gross. Like, they have to be, like, sexual in nature or, like, you know, curse words or whatever right i didn't realize how small my my bad word vocabulary was until i tried to fucking play this game because unlike wordle where as long as it's a actual word the game will accept it and it'll tell you if any of those letters exist with loodle it has to be a bad word like you can't use the word like crowd like it yeah. has to be like dicks otherwise it will not accept the word and it won't allow you to like put it and so I'm playing this game and I literally cannot think of four fucking five letter bad words. And it's not like you can just take every four letter word, you know, and add S to it. Right. Cause then you're just wasting letters. <laughs> I couldn't think of any fucking words to use to try and figure out what the letters were. So I'm like, holy shit. I thought I had the worst language of all my friends. Like I, clearly I don't know enough. I show it to my son who's 17. He gets it in like fucking three guesses. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I think my cousin Cheech, I don't know if he plays this. I'm actually going to recommend it to him. He would crush it. There is <laughs> never a term that I mentioned that he's like, oh, I never heard of that. It's always like, oh yeah, that's when you do this. I'm like, this guy's fucked up. Like <laughs> for the examples, the word that they give you is queef. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. All right. I can play this. And I, I, no, I was horrible at it. I'm great at Wordle. Fucking horrible at Loodle. My other problem is, because I know you have a strategy you use, and so double letter Patent pending. words, 
uh, don't make sense to use. So when I looked at Loodle, I'm like, well, balls comes to mind, cocks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all work that have two letters. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm missing things here. So, yeah. um, no. But um, w- one other thing from last night that happened, which is rather interesting, I've never, I've never seen this before in my life in the restaurant. The restaurant has a relatively big bathroom. So it has three or four urinals, two or three stalls uh, for a restaurant. So I thought that was a, a pretty big size. But clearly your friend didn't think to use it before you left. No. Some people make uh, their own choices, right? Your friend's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so, hey, so when I'm in the bathroom, there's two guys standing in a, um, uh, a stall. It's a big stall. I think it might be a handicap stall. One's taking a leak. The other one's still talking to him. He in finishes. The, they're take, both in he, the stall. They're both in the stall. Oh Jesus! He and not like uh, um, three feet behind you, waiting for you to done. Kind of like on the side of him, like where he's got to be. Like, hey, nice day, right? He's, that, that's how close <laughs> he is. The guy takes a leak. Then he finishes. He steps back. The other guy steps in, takes a leak. The other guy steps to the to the watching seat. I'm like, this is, I've never seen this before where two people do this. I've seen plenty of people talk in the bathroom, talk over the walls, or give somebody a hard time in there, but I've never seen two men stand in a stall while one of them's going to the bathroom. So this is funny. So this brings back a story that my college roommate told me. And I thought you and I had a pretty fucking weird, like, upbringing, right? I mean, we hung out, like, every day growing up. Like, literally every day until I went to college. Like, I can't think of a day where you and I didn't hang out. Maybe there were here and there, but for the most part, it was more us hanging out than not. Yes. And we've done some pretty fucking sick and crazy shit, but I've never seen your penis I don't think you've ever seen my penis unless I was really drunk. No, I keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we like we've never we never crossed that line, right? So I'm having a conversation with my uh, my college roommate. This is like freshman year at Arizona State, and he's talking about the crazy shit that him and his like dude friends did. And they're all like football players, so like manly men, right? Not like you know feminine in any way. And they said he was telling me that. He's like, you've never seen a guy take a shit before? And I'm like, what? Like, what What do you mean? He's like, oh, yeah. So we would get a, so we would, my, my buddy had this glass table in his basement and we would get one guy would stand on top of the table and take a shit. And the other guy would like lay down underneath and watch the shit come out. And I'm like, that's God. some fucking nasty shit, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, there's so, something inherently wrong with that guy. I got to be yeah. honest. If I was in the room and that was happening, I probably would watch. But <laughs> there is something wrong with that guy though. Who's planning that? Yeah, so so the two guys in, in the same stall doesn't doesn't really phase me. Once after hearing that story, I'm like, all right. Clearly, you and I were very reserved when we were children. Well, I also think part of it for me. It, so there's a lot of like stories you hear where people like, oh yeah, I was uh, typing at my desk and my friend came and put his dick on my shoulder. Right, <laughs> like supposedly Ben Affleck 30 years ago was was like a super well known offender of that. He only did it to like. Kevin Smith and people he was really, really close with. But I think for me, partly being a grower, not a shower, there's nothing to really slap around and throw on somebody's shoulder. I would be like, I would be in their hair. (laughs) There was a guy. So when I was a freshman in college, I had a job as a, uh, 
it was like, you know, like event management. Like when you go to a concert, there's a bunch of people all wearing the same jacket. It's yeah. like usually like yellow or some bright color jacket. Yeah, so security and they work on the back or event yeah, management. It's like, yeah, you know, they're rent-a-cops, right? So I worked for a company called Showtime Services. And that's what we did. Like I, I was backstage at a Pearl Jam concert, got to meet the whole band and everything. Cause I was like on like band protection detail. I had to make sure nobody jumped the fence and try to get in. Right. One of the guys there, um, they used to all joke about the fact that he had such a big dick and they used to say his dick was like 10 inches so much so <laughs> that he would whip it out at any given opportunity like we'd all work and then we'd go hang out afterwards at somebody's house because we were all underage so we would go drink we were like 18 19 years old we would go to somebody's house go drink and out comes his dick and like on the <laughs> table like that type of shit right so much so that one day they actually decided to weigh it and i wasn't there for this but apparently it weighed three pounds oh my god a three pound he had a three pound dick I don't know what to say. Like, what is? I, I've never weighed my dick. I, need, I think I need to weigh it now just to see how I compare. What about so, the scale? Doesn't move though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll move, buddy. It'll move. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've, I've measured my dick. I've never weighed it. <laughs> um, Speaking I, of dicks, <laughs> I'm going to transition <laughs> to the next topic. All right. Did you hear that the uh, that Donald Trump's new social media app is actually in beta right now and it's going to get released soon it's called truth social okay so um, when your family all download it i'm assuming <laughs> but it's, it's on i've seen pictures of it in articles and apparently it looks exactly like twitter so much so that i think twitter's lawyers are just like sitting there waiting for them to release the app so that they can you know send out the cease and desists but like how special is Twitter versus Instagram versus Facebook, they're all relatively similar. You know, they have the five or six buttons on the bottom that you can switch between things. You have the scrolling information. So, like, I, 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 look, unless he has, instead of a bird, he has, like, a bird with two heads. Like, I No, it's, it's like it looks identical, except, like, instead of the icons being, like, baby blue, which is, like, the Twitter kind of color, mm -hmm. they're pink. Like everything's, it looks exactly the same with the exception of like the icons being pink. But the funnier thing about it is it's called Truth Social. And I did some research on this. While Donald Trump was president from the time that he got inaugurated till the time that he got booted, um, he told over 30,000 lies or, or misleading, made, you know, misleading statements. And the fact that this statistic was out there was kind of funny because uh, clearly somebody was keeping track of it. Um, they took it another layer, though, and they actually kept a database of every statement that he said. And then they had it was either true, misleading or false. And if it was false, they had like a link to here's the, the actual like truth, like not just like, hey, this is wrong, like this is false and by the way here's the actual story or here's, here's the, the truth here's the fact behind that i thought that was pretty fucking funny it's uh and here's the problem though it was uh i think it was put together by the washington post right so immediately anyone who's kind of a trump fan is going to be like oh it's fake news it's fake news but there's actual data there that shows like here's the statement and here's the fact behind it and here's why it was false or misleading 
so here's the problem, and I know we don't like to get into the political area, but people who believe him or would run through a wall for him, all that other stuff, they don't give a shit about that because they feel they feel like, ah, you know, he was he was doing the right thing while he was there. I don't know. Ever since he left, it's just the last, uh, what is it, 14 months now or so that Biden's been in office. And look, I'm not I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Democrat by trade. But the sh- the difference between how much quieter it is yeah. <laughs> with Biden in office versus him is amazing. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of all white people, this will be a good transition. <laughs> so my mom got COVID in the nursing home. Oh, shit. My dad yeah. got it while he was in the home. Yeah. So it's funny. They kept it out for almost two years. And then over the last you know couple of weeks, they started having a little bit of cases. So I haven't actually been there in a while now because... Well, one, I was really busy with work and I guess kind of quote unquote, thankfully during that time, I couldn't even go. So when they had told her she had it, I was already like hadn't been there in like a week. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. even worried about it. But the thing that I thought was interesting, so they call me and I'm not kidding when I say this, they call me to be like, "Uh, we think we're going to raise your mom's bed an inch, uh, put little things under it. Is that okay? And I'm like, uh. Okay, well, like I don't know why you're I don't know why you're calling me. That's not and a. What is that supposed to do? Oh, it makes it easier for the person to get her out. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Interesting. Yeah, they'll call me to be like, nothing, nothing's wrong. Uh, you know, one of your mom's nails is a little bit darker than the other. We're looking into it. I'm like, oh, okay. She gets fucking COVID. They don't call me. Oh shit. <laughs> my dad, they my dad ended up trying to go and when he got there they're like, "Oh, you can't come in. Sorry, she has actually COVID." Cuz normally I call my dad. They call me, I call my dad. So my dad calls me. He's like, "Did they let you know your mother had COVID?" And I'm like, "No." And then I told him the same thing. I'm like, "No, but they fucking call me for these things, but they don't call me for that." So I send the head nurse a pretty scathing email and I'm like, I just got a question here. You call me for A, B, and C, but nobody called me that my mom had COVID? And she writes back, and this is, I'll call this a defiant email in the top half. And then the bottom half, she admits that she's wrong. So the top half says, I called you. I left a message on Saturday to let you know. Two lines. Third line is, same email. I, I can't stress enough. Same email. <laughs> I just looked in my call log. It appears I dialed 317, not your area code. Oh, so shit. I didn't leave you a message and <laughs> I didn't get in contact with you. So instead of deleting the whole first paragraph and just saying, hey, sorry, I dialed the wrong number, she left the whole thing in. Yeah. <laughs> or my, my wife says that maybe she was trying to show that she had tried to get me, but she just called the wrong number. Well, I'm like, but. I'm like, how do you write both of those things in one email? <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, Jesus. Is your so, mom doing okay? She's doing okay. I'm actually going to go see her this weekend now that she's kind of past the quarantine period. So oh, yeah. we'll see how she's doing. Yeah, my dad got it while he was in the hospital, of all places. Yeah, I, it's like once, once one person gets it and brings it in there, it's like fucking everybody gets it. Yep, especially That's with crazy. Omnicrom, how easily it's been spreading. Yeah. So... Did you hear about this movie called, and I might be pronouncing it wrong. Once I start talking about it, you might know the movie. It's called maybe uh, Titane or Titane. It's T-I-T-A-N-E. It mm, won the no. Palme d'Or, 
which the is, is the it's Cannes Best Picture Award. Uh, Pulp Fiction won the same award. Okay. Um, and amongst other a lot of other movies, but that I don't care about normally. So this movie is about a chick who bangs cars. What? Yes, bangs like, cars. Bang as in screws. Screws gets pregnant by a car. And at one point, and I just I just read some uh, clippets on it. I haven't seen it, but I, I got to watch it now. I got to see what the fuck this movie's about. <laughs> um, so, and so she gets pregnant by the car. Will she have a, a, an Autobot for a kid? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But they said at one point in the movie, she's lactating black oil. So here's here's my question about this movie for you. <laughs> How did this get funded? <laughs> well, what if it's pitch? in a film festival, it didn't get funded because that basically means it was low budget film. Because if they have a budget, they're never in a film festival unless it's like, you know, going to be the next Academy Award winning film. I, I it, It's got to be like some, you know, analogy for something or some sort of story that is meant to, you know, like, have you ever seen the movie It Follows? No. All right. Somebody so, fuck a car in that? No. It Follows at the time was being touted as one of the greatest horror films of all time. And you know me, I'm a big horror fan. Shit, I'm wearing my horror show hat as we mm -hmm. speak, right? Love horror films, love horror film festivals. We'll go to them anytime I can get an opportunity to. So the wife and I immediately are like, oh, we got to see this fucking movie, right? So the movie to summarize, and this isn't a spoiler because the movie's like fucking 10 years old by now, but the movie, you know, this chick has sex with a guy and after they're done, the guy's like, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. Uh, just whatever you do, just, you know, don't have sex with anybody else. And he runs away. So is he a and, werewolf? No. So all of a sudden, like, you know, she like feels like she's being followed by somebody. So then she goes and she has sex with somebody and then they get like the curse and then it goes on and on. It's called It Follows. The movie is not about like any sort of evil entity that is tied to sexual intercourse. It's literally like a an analogy for an STD. Like you don't find this out until after you go home and you're like, that was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. I got to Google it. And then you Google it and they're like, oh, it's about STDs. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Here's what I want to know. What are you putting in the algorithm that that movie came up as a suggestion for you? No, dude, when this movie came out, it was like on every, like everybody was talking about it. Yeah. I everybody. It wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't Facebook. It wasn't Google. It was like everybody was talking about it. I think you were typing things like cream that stopped burns. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh geez um so for my my daughter's birthday we had uh her godparents over um and one of my big daddy calls me up and says oh tomorrow we're coming over it's her godfather he's like um you had this bread once at my house a couple months ago you said you loved it i'm gonna bring some how many loaves do you want me to bring so i'm like what fucking bread are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, no, you said you, you like this bread. I'm going to bring some. How many do you want? So I'm like, all right, bring one. I, I don't, I, I can't possibly imagine having any sort of reaction to bread, right? 
He brings it over. We put it out. It was delicious. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, this bread is fucking amazing. Like, so I, I guess maybe I did say stuff last time. I'm like, is it? and everybody else at the table was like, all right, now I got to try this bread. And they're like, oh my god, it is. That's good bread. So I thought it was pretty funny that he remembered something I said months ago and I didn't, and he brought bread over. Uh, so what, what, are you gonna tell us what's the bread? Like, where do we buy it? I don't know, Connecticut somewhere. You Next fine. time people are in Connecticut, reach out to me. I'll connect you to Big Daddy. He'll be your uh, your bread pimp. You fucking prick. No kombucha for you. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a follow-up. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about crying at work, right? Yes. And, and this was it. something where, again, Mighty Eagle asked me a couple questions. And it was funny because the questions were coming so hard so fast <laughs> that at one point she was like, you can just answer them on your podcast if you want. <laughs> Clearly we triggered something. <laughs> yes. So she asked, and, I, and I'm curious on your take on this. She said, and, and it, what, what triggered her was, I guess, Odell Beckham crying at the Super Bowl, right, after they won. Um, she said, why is it acceptable? Because that's work, right? That is literally work for him. Why is it acceptable for in sports or a tragedy somebody to cry, but not other times where they're at work? So that was her question to me. And I have, okay. I think I have the answer, but I think that a lot, and it's usually not. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's different. Um, okay. What do you think? So, well, there's there's crying when something good happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, you get promoted, you get a big raise, no, you win an award. No, you don't cry at those. Uh, some you people cry do. At those? No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Are we crazy? I have no heart. I don't cry. Period. Um, but no, but like you know, if if you win, you're at the the company you know, party at the end of the year and you win employee of the year. And along with that comes a $10,000 check, which by the way, I've been, I worked at a company where they did that. Right. Okay. Um, I would, you know, fuck, I didn't win it, but you know, I would cry. I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm going to buy a car and I'm going to do this. And I would... <laughs> that, that's, that's different. That's an emotion, you know, based upon happiness. Right. Okay. Um, crying at work when work gets too difficult or when somebody says something that offends you or um you know you're in a you're in a position well, here's here's where crying at work is okay your boss whose name happens to be michael comes to you and grabs you and smacks you in the ass and says great job and says hey come in my office later then it's acceptable to cry <laughs> totally okay right, to is, cry is he, and i know this shouldn't matter but is he doing that to a male or a female <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> okay just check it's okay to cry when something like that happens no i i think i think um the the genesis of our conversation about crying was work was about when like work gets too hard and all of us have been in if you've at any level in your career you've been in a job where you either hated it or something happened that you know you busted your ass for something and it didn't go right and everything fell apart or some idiot who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing unraveled everything unknowingly and you have to fix it all right um those situations crying at work tends to and again not good nor bad but people tend to judge that and people look at that as weak as a sign of weakness all right so you 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 danced around the word, which is what was my answer to her, was I said, I think the difference is 
tragedy is a reaction where you're now crying because something happened bad. Somebody died. Right. Um, you lose your job. Like that's a little, that's an extreme, right? Sports and birth of your child and things like that. That's, that's a happy emotion, right? So it's, um, as my daughter once said to me, something happened and I was telling her a story and it was a really nice story and I started crying. And she said in this really funny voice, she went, tears of joy, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> so that again, that's the other side of it. I think it's right. the elation, it's joy, all that. The thing when you just cry at work because you have a bad day, the word I used was caving to stress, right? That was the stress getting the best of you. And that's why I think that's kind of frowned upon. Or we frown upon it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying it's bad. What I'm saying is other people will judge you for that negatively. Almost 100% of the time. You'll, you'll, occasionally you'll get a person that feels bad for you. But more times than not, someone in a position of power will look at that as weakness. Agreed. So my suggestion is if you ever feel like you're so overwhelmed with stress at work, go to the bathroom, go in the stall, close the door, make sure there's nobody else in the stall while you're in the stall, and then then have your moment. Don't do that in front of other people because um, good or bad, someone's gonna judge you for it and most likely not in a positive light. I agree, I judge too. Um, so the other one that was mentioned was, what about yelling and cursing at work? How do you feel on that? What's your stand on that, motherfucker? I try not to. Um, I will drop an F-bomb every once in a while. Um, most of the time, it's funny in nature. Rarely is it, you know, you fucked up. Um, although, I got to admit, my favorite quote was from my manager, who's the GM. He said to a consultant that we were working with that was late on a project, he, he said, all right, stop. Guys, how do we unfuck this? Because it's fucked. Yeah. And I, I, to this day, it's one of my favorite lines I've ever heard in a meeting at work. Um, there was a point where I worked at a company where the, the, the person in charge would use pretty negative language, yell, scream, call people negative words, call people a dickhead. Um, I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't think it, it, it adds any value. It intimidates people. It doesn't get people to want to to do good things for you. Right. Because right? that's what you want to do, right? You want to get people to like run through walls and stuff for you, right? That's right. And, and I, I get it. Shit happens. Shit goes south, right? Um, your job as a leader is to either get people to s fix it and move in the right direction or get them out of the way so that you can fix it yourself or you can get somebody else to fix it, right? As a leader, as someone who's, who's kind of steering the, chip, the, the ship, so to speak, uh, you have to motivate people, you have to empower people, um, dismantling people in front, of, in front of others. Not only does that destroy the person that you're dismantling, all the other people, none of them see that as, oh yeah, he's a badass. All of them see that as, wow, this guy's a dick. What are you in eighth grade where oh he's a badass? No, but um, there was there was a time where I remember people thinking that they were like you know big macho because they can stand up in front of a room of people and start cursing at people and 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 you know putting them down. It just that shit never works. I mean, early in my career when I was first promoted to like a manager, 
um, there, there was a moment where, you know, you get that little little bit of power trip in you and you and you think that you can kind of force people to do shit you know we're staying till six o'clock every day and we're going to get this shit done on time and you know back then it, it seemed like the right thing to do but looking back on it i'm i'm like ashamed of some of the things that i did when i was kind of first you know entering management because that doesn't get people to want to do good things for you it actually it accomplishes the opposite so first of all, you are so not an accountant in a public firm because you said in your story there, we'll stay at 6 p.m. every night. That's fucking, that's a half day at some firm. <laughs> so, no, so my view on it is, I, I, I always used to say the two things I do at work is that's different from when I'm not at work is I wear a suit and I try to curse less. Um, and I think I do a pretty good job of that. And I never curse at somebody. Like I'm not like, you're a piece of shit or yeah. fuck you or nothing like that. I might be just like, what What the fuck is this? I don't know what this is. Like things like that I'll say sometimes, but never at a person. Like I'm not attacking them. As for yelling, I just, I don't, I never yell at work. And in my career, I can remember one time where I yelled at somebody. And so the backstory to this, this was, this was about 10 years ago. So 15 years into my career, there was a guy who I worked with who he ran hot all the time. He was constantly yelling at people. And in my mind, really treating people like shit. But the, the thing that didn't match with that to me is every person he's worked with, when he switched jobs, they move with him. So he either really, really takes care of him and they just know, oh, that's grandpa, right? Like, you know, that's, right. that's grandpa I being racist. That's, it's a different time, right? It's a yeah. different time. So... <laughs> But that's the thing that I can't reconcile in my head in how much he yells at people, but how they moved constantly with him when he changed jobs. So the, 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 there's a famous saying, it's like people lose their cool even more when they see you not losing your cool in a bad situation, right? And I try to kind of live by that. And I've had people tell me after, after the end of an audit, we have audit committee calls. And they've told me, they're like, that fucking committee was browbeating you and you're like, you never wavered. And I'm like, what does it add? I'm like, this is the, this is the facts. They might not like them, but these are the facts. So with this guy, the reason I, I finally yelled at him is he was going on and on and on and on. And it was like 10 minutes of him yelling at me and another person in the room. And finally I said to him and I yelled at him, I said, don't complain to me that your baby is shitting all over the room, but you bought the wrong fucking diapers. <laughs> and because I yelled at him and because I never do, he stopped dead in his tracks. Like he didn't, he was just like, yeah, okay, we'll fix it. Like it was, it was really, and I didn't take any joy in that. I just, it stood out to me like how it deflated him because he must've been like, wow, I, I really pushed this guy too far. If he's yelling at me yeah. on, uh, on this issue. Um, the other side of that is being Italian, talking with my hands, we talk very loud in general. There's been, and I'm not kidding you when I say this, at least twice that I can remember where security has come over to me and GQ because they thought we were in a fight <laughs> because we were just being so loud with each other. Once we were in a <laughs> once we were in a bathroom, we were talking like while we were washing our hands and shit. And you were in the same stall, like, weren't you? That, sto stall, that story was about you, wasn't playing it? Playing peeing bobsled, urinal bobsled. Um, the guy like kicked open the door and was like, what's going on in here? And Joe and I were like, we're just like washing our hands. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, so it's curious. All right. Well, as you take a drink of your drink, with that, I'm Michael Carter. And that was not kombucha. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored.